Yo, 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 top of the morning, top of the morning to the gambling community, to the gambling game, like I always say. It's another episode of Cast It With Chris, the NBA betting show slash podcast, the show where you can, you know, get all your early action, your early looks, some of the early research out the way and done for the day. Uh, we got a we got a, a 10 game card to break down. I'm not going to go through every single game, but I do want to give you guys what it is that I do have. But as always, before we get started, hit the like button for me if you guys can retweet the show, do all that good stuff. Uh, we got to figure out what we're going to do later, man. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk is he's banned uh, the Twitter spaces or at least temporarily shut them down. So we got to figure out what we're going to do later. Uh, might just be another uh, YouTube show, but stay tuned for that, man. As always, the podcast, the show is presented to you guys by the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. Be sure to check them out on all their social media platform and pages over there. Uh, before we get started, as always, because like I said, we do got a we got a nice little slate for today. I want to want to do a quick recap of yesterday. So yesterday, uh, official on three plays, we played the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, on the money line, thought the game would be a lot closer than it was, but not close at all. Um, Bucks just didn't didn't bring it at all. Like Chris Middleton had probably his worst game of his career, and uh, it hurt. It hurt because we also took the under. So when you take the under, you expect the Bucks, who have the number one defense on the road, to come in and play with something. Absolutely got blasted last night. So that game goes over. Uh, we lose the over. We went on the Bucks, and then I also gave out. The chalkboard exclusive play, which was uh, CJ McCollum over his 18 and a half or 19 and a half points. I like them both, uh, thinking that he'd get 20. I think he finished with 28. So, uh, non sweat cash there. I think he got it into the third quarter, uh, beginning of the fourth. So, two on one day. Uh, overall, you know, seeing the board pretty clearly right now, uh, two on one day plus the five plus the six and two day. Uh, so, we, you know, we, we're hitting at a pretty solid rate. Uh, just the last few days, last week as well. So uh, hoping to kind of keep it going as we start to get more information about, you know, about these games. So uh, let's get into it for today. Uh, what up, Casey? Casey, don't go to sleep. Bro. She always uh, <laughs> What's up, Casey? Uh, Derek, what up? Uh, from Detroit. My guy, what up, though? Uh, DJ, top of the morning to you as well. Uh, Casey said, Grizz took the Bucks to Smack City. They, they smacked them boys up last night. What up, Ant? LJ, top of the morning, Bissy, Frank, the usuals, man. I appreciate y'all for being here as always. So let's get into the let's get into the slate for today. I got a few of these games I want to go through. I haven't uh, taken a too deep of a dive into too many of them, but definitely some ones I want to talk about. Let's start with um, let's start with this uh, Hawks and Hornets game. Just real quick on the Hawks and the Hornets. I don't have a a lot on this game. I do think it's interesting to note that uh, you know the, the total has. Not the total, but the the game has actually shifted. It opened, as you guys see, with the Hornets catching a point at the crib. And now the Hornets aren't catching a point anymore. The Hornets are actually favorites. And that's a spot where I talked about it the other day. I, I didn't give it out as official play, but you don't want to necessarily back the Hornets as a, as a favorite at home. Um, even against the Detroit Pistons, they were laying, I think, three and a half points in that game. Detroit won that game outright. It went to overtime, but Detroit won that game outright. Hornets are they're they're solid um, offensively, not as solid defensively. So Hawks should be able to come in here and score some points today as well. Lamelo's back. Gordon Hayward was also listed as questionable in this game, so he could make his return as well. And if he does, you kind of do got to look towards the Hornets in some 
you know, shape, form, or way. I think the first half may be in look. One of the things I was looking at, uh, let's, so let's get in the game. So, <clears throat> so Kevin Herter is also listed as questionable. Clint Capella, John Collins, and, and, uh, and DeJounte Murray are all still ruled out. They've already been ruled out. Capella, DeAndre, uh, John Collins, I'm sorry, uh, and DeJounte Murray all ruled out already. Kevin Herter comes, uh, I'm sorry, Kevin Herter does not play for this team anymore. I'm not sure why I mentioned his name right there. Not Kevin Herter. So delete that. Scratch that. Not Kevin Herter. My fault. Um, Capella, John Collins, and Murray are all listed as out. So um, Bogdanovich and Trey will probably be in for this one. You look at this Hawks team, they've been struggling on the road. They're just 10 and they're five and ten straight up and and against the spread on the road. Only three and seven in their uh last 10 straight up. And five and five, uh, last ten against the spread. They this is their third game of a three game road trip. They haven't covered any of their last three games, but they did get the win against Chicago. They didn't cover the spread because they won by one on the AJ Griffin tip in. You look at this team; they've taken a tremendous step back defensively. They're twenty third defensively last two weeks on the road, minus eight point four net rating. Also, their offense has taken a, a slight step back as well. They're eighteenth offensively last two weeks on the road. Still very shorthanded, like I said. The Charlotte team, they haven't been impressive uh, at all. You know, of course, they're still kind of getting the, getting the gang back together. They've lost six of their last seven and failed to cover four of their last five as well. Uh, I'm sorry, failed to cover four of their last five. Um, yeah, covered the, uh, failed to cover four of their last five. This Hawks team, and the total is interesting because it's high, but I kind of feel like it still could go up. Not sure where the money's coming in on this one. Let's see. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say towards the over, just because. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the. So yeah, so it opened last night. I saw it open at two thirty-two and a half. It's up to two thirty-four. I would agree with that from the standpoint of even though Atlanta's shorthanded, they still should be able to score the ball. The Charlotte Hornets' defense is is absolutely atrocious, but the Hawks' defense is also atrocious. So I'd be looking at I'd be looking at the Charlotte Hornets in this one. Probably I probably wouldn't play them on the spread, but I I I'd probably be looking at them in the first first half first quarter uh, team total. You look at this Hawks team; they played four games without Dejounte Murray this season. All four of those games have gone to the over. All four games. Also interesting to note the opposing team that they played against. All four opponents have gone over their team total in this situation as well. So Charlotte Hornets getting Lamelo back. We know that he pushes the pace. Uh, you know, gets the guys involved. Also, can score. Dude had a hell of a game his first game back. I don't know if you, I don't know if people paid attention to it, but I know the game went to overtime as well, and I think he fouled out. But Lamelo, uh, you know, he, 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 he impacts the game a lot, and statistically, it's there as well. The Hornets are three and one to the over with Lamelo in, averaging about 118 and a half points. Uh, so I play some totals. Uh, you know, I, I, some some play on the total is what I would play in this one. Maybe the first half, like I said, the Hornets are averaging 62 first half points in four games with Lamelo that Lamelo has played in, uh, but only 52 in the second half. So maybe you look towards. We know the Atlanta Hawks aren't necessary are, are uh, definitely not the greatest uh, team in the first half. So maybe a first half spread or a first half team total over for the Charlotte Hornets is how I'd be looking at that game. Uh, enough time on that game. Let's move on to the next one. So the Kings and the Pistons. So uh, injury-wise, Marvin Bagley is not on the injury report. Uh, Livers is also uh, – he's also listed as out already for this one. So you look at the spot for these two teams. Uh, both teams coming off wins. 
this for the Kings though, this is important because uh, they they smacked up the uh, Toronto Raptors after getting blasted in the first half. So nice bounce back spot for them on the second game of a of a um on the second game of a back to back because they did lose the night before and got obliterated in that game by Embiid in the 76ers. Also shout out to Harden because he had 14 assists in that game. But for the Kings, this will be a third game in four nights. It'll be a fourth game in six nights as well. And the last game of a six-game road trip. So it could be a funky, funky spot, just depending on how locked in Coach Mike Brown can get his guys to be early in this one. Um, looking at this Kings team, they are 9-6 and six ATS on the road. They're 3-1 and one ATS as an away favorite, 3-1 <clears throat> uh, and one to, the, to their team total over as well. We know Detroit defense takes a step back, specifically at home. They play better defense on the road for whatever reason. Um, this Kings offense, only 20th offensively last two weeks on the road. And that was actually a lot worse before the, you know, the major offensive production, offensive producing game that they had, I guess, offensive producing game that they had, uh, you know, um, in Philly the other day. So 20th offensively last two weeks on the road, six defensively last two weeks on the road, net rating of a minus 3.4. So, even with that, they still aren't, you know, winning most of these games on the road. On the opposite side, you look at this Pistons team, as good as they are, I think they're 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread last nine home, uh, last nine away games as a dog. At home, total opposite. They're 5-7 and seven against the spread as a home dog. 8-4 and four to the over because they give up a lot of points. Last four opponents have all gone over their team total as well uh, playing in Detroit. So I think that's interesting to note. Because, like I said, the, the the Kings' offense looked really good, and you know probably want to finish this road trip off, uh, you know, really well. So, not a hundred percent sure that it's a it's a sleepy spot for for the the Pistons, and it really, I mean, I'm sorry, not for the Pistons. It's a sleepy spot for uh, this Kings team because I see a world where they 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 kind of sleepwalk. It's the last game of a six game road trip. But I also see a world where they kind of want to finish out strong and they know it's an extremely winnable game after not performing as, as well as they probably thought they should have. You also get De'Aaron Fox back. Um, I like the I like the I like the uh, I like the Kings in this spot, man. I don't think that they've had to lay five points. One of the other things I was looking at, the Kings haven't laid five points on the road. Biggest spread that they've laid is four and a half so far, right at five, but not quite five. And I don't think that they won that game. So. Pistons may be scrappy and kind of keep this one close, uh, but I, I I couldn't I would be looking towards the the Kings team total. A few more notes on this game. So I mentioned them being eight and four to the over. The Pistons as a home dog, last four opponents going over their team total. They're also six and two to the over when they're a dog of five points or more. So the offense is scoring, but they're also giving up points. Coming off the overtime road win against the Charlotte Hornets on Wednesday, this team is twenty third offensively last two weeks at home. Uh, last defensively last two weeks at home. Hence the, the team total over for the Sacramento Kings being a strong play in this one. This team is a minus 10.6 net rating, which is the second worst over the last two weeks at home as well. So all signs kind of point towards the Kings. But like I said, could be a funky spot. Third game in four nights, fourth game in six nights, and the last game of a six-game road trip. So uh, not, not 100% sure what I'm doing with this game, but it'll probably be a team total over looking towards the Sacramento Kings. Pistons also 0-5 straight up and 1-4 ATS, uh, traveling from away to home. Their, their, their last game was in Charlotte where they won the other day. 
Um, they're minus five in the first half in that spot. But looking at the opposite side, the Kings aren't the greatest in the first half on the road as well. So didn't play that off a previous ATS win. The Pistons are minus five in the first half as well. So strong looks towards the Kings in this spot, man. I don't like I said, maybe it's a, a game. It's a game where they could definitely win by double digits. But the Pistons have been scrappy lately. So that's what I got for you guys there. I'm going to keep it pushing just so I can get a few more of these games in. The Magic in the in the, in the the Celtics game, not not a lot that I'm interested in in this one. Uh, Magic have been playing a lot better ball, but now you get them out of their, you know, that home dog environment and their road road, road dogs now. Uh, and they, they have not been necessarily too bad in this spot, but uh, spreading this one open to 12 and it's all the way up to 13. I typically don't like the ladies' big numbers. The biggest news, I think, in this one is that Al Horford, who's missed the last few games, has been upgraded to questionable. That's not the biggest news, but Al Horford is upgraded to questionable. He's been missing, uh, I think, the most of that road trip. I know he missed all the games all the way from Phoenix to the Clippers um, to the Lakers. Uh, and I can't remember the other opponent that they played against, but he's missed a lot of these road games. Uh, he's back. He was out with he was out with. COVID, he's back in the sense of, you know, conditioning, getting himself together. He may be on a minutes limit tonight, uh, listed as questionable, not officially in yet. That's me kind of speculating. But the big news, Robert Williams will make his season debut today. Jalen Suggs and Gary Harris are also still out. Um, Celtics can probably come out here and get whatever it is that they want. This Magic team um, is <coughs> young and upcoming, but the Celtics offense being back at the crib, first game back home as well, they 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 typically turn up in this spot. It could be a funky spot for them, but they have been home for a few days before having to play this game. So um, I, I kind of look for them to kind of keep it cruising today. Pacers in the Cavs, I do have an official play in this one. So uh, line open at seven and a half is what, is what you guys uh, probably saw that. Yes, last night is what I saw that. It's up to eight now, pretty much on every single book. The total in this one is dropping pretty quickly, opened at 224, down to 223 and a half. I like the under in this one, man. Back the Cavs, home favorites, take the under, man. So first game for the Cavs back home after a two-game road trip. Tonight is the first of a home-home back-to-back for them as well. The Cavs just won. They went to San Antonio and lost the other day. Then they go to Dallas and actually win. 15-point win on the road the other day. Pretty impressive bounce-back spot from them, and they did it with their defense, as they typically do when they win games, only giving up 90 points to Luka and the boys. So, like I said, tonight, first game of a home-home back-to-back. They host Dallas tomorrow. Dallas probably going to be turned, try to come in there and get a win, but Dallas also plays tonight, so they're on a, a, a home road back-to-back tomorrow. We'll talk more about that game in a few. So, Pacers – I'm sorry, not Pacers. Cavs still, 12-2 and straight up at home. 16, 11, and two on a season against the spread, and more importantly, 11, two, and one against the spread at home. They had a fourth rated defense over the last two weeks at home, 17th offensively last two weeks at home. They're plus 10.7 net rating, which is the fifth best over the course of the last two weeks at home teams for home teams specifically. One of the other things I looked at was pace, right? This team is last in pace, but you get the Pacers last two weeks uh, at home specifically, they're last in pace. On the opposite side, the Pacers, though, they're tied for first uh, in pace over the last two weeks on the road. So that that's some conflicting, you know, styles. They're also second in possessions, right? So if you take this Cavs team uh, or if you take the under, you want to make sure, specifically if you take the under, you want to make sure, you know, uh, that, that you expect Cleveland to play defense in this spot. 
I think that they do, man. You look at this Pacers team, it'll be their first road game after a three-game homestand. They're 16-13 and 13 against the spread overall this season, 7-7 seven seven against the spread on the road. But they're only 0-4-3 ATS last seven meetings in Cleveland. 26 offensively last two weeks on the road. This team has taken a big step back um, offensively. Halliburton numbers have, have gone down. Uh, Buddy Hill has been uh, consistently inconsistent. Um, we see guys like Ben Matherin kind of coming back down to earth, not getting 20 points every night. And now you got you you go on the road against the stifling defense, and uh, the Cavs are at full strength, uh, pretty much full strength. I know Dean Wade still isn't in, but that 26 offensively, and now you're asked to, uh, you know, go get go get some points against this Cleveland defense is going to be difficult. Um, they 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 their defense has picked up a, a tad bit as well. The the Pacers defense that is they're 14th defensively last two weeks on the road. But like I said, the big stat that sticks out to me is 26th offensively. Uh, you know, last two weeks on the road, the Cavs fourth defense uh, defensively last two weeks at home. So what I'd be looking at in this one, I think the Pacers team total under um is is definitely in play. The number is 107 and a half. Is what you can get it at. You look at this Cavs defense; they're 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 killing it right now. They're the Cavs nine and four to the under as a home favorite, including eight straight unders. They the Cavs have also held all eight of those opponents under their team total uh, in their last eight home games. They're seven and one to the under as a home favorite of seven points or more. Only went over uh, in one game, and that was a, a double overtime game to the to the Charlotte Hornets that they that they barely won. Cavs are also 4-1 to the under when they're playing on the first leg of a back-to-back. Pacers, 7-4 to the under as an away dog, including three straight unders, including three straight away games as well. And we know that this game is in Cleveland. Pacers also 4-1 to the under when a uh, seven-point uh, road dog, 5-3 and three to the under when playing on one day's rest. Pacers 7-9-7 and uh, nine and seven to the under versus the, West, versus the East and 3-2 and two to the under versus the East as, a, as an away dog. I think it's a lot of different ways you could play this game. One one of the things that I was looking at, specifically if your book offers it, I know FanDuel had it listed, is another way to attack the Pacers is a, like I said, it's a lot you could play in this game. <laughs> so be selective and, and probably try to pick, you know, pick one. But I'm gonna give you guys a couple ways to play this game. So I talked about the Pacers team total under under 107 and a half. I think that total drops throughout the day. So if you like it, go ahead and play it now. The total was at 224, it's down to 223. I think it only goes down throughout the day. Uh, but another way you could play this game, if your books if your books offer it, the Cavs first quarter slash full game winner, right? So last night when I looked at it, it was minus one thirty. I think the odds are moving pretty quickly. Um, I did lock that one in. I locked it in at the minus one thirty last night because we know how bad this 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 Indiana Pacers offense is, specifically early in games to kind of start. Now you get the Cleveland Cavaliers defense, who is a lot better than pretty much every single team, right? So I do expect the Cavs to come out here when they when they're home favorites. They typically win the first quarter. When the Cav the Cavs are some, I'm, I'm sorry, the Pacers are something like six and twenty, uh, seven and twenty one to their team total in the first quarter, uh, going under. Um, so I think you could play the Cavs first quarter full game, uh, winner because that, like I said, that was offered. I think the odds are minus one thirty five, minus one forty. So it's a it's a tad bit juice, but I like that play a lot. That you know, you avoid the spread. I do think the Pacers probably. Uh, I do think that the 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 Cavs probably cover. The Cavs don't have a problem covering big big spreads at, at the crib, so I think they probably cover as well. I also think you could look at Jared Allen, uh, double double and a win. We know that the Pacers give up a lot of rebounds, 
Um, and I think Jared Allen gets 10 points. They also give up a lot of points to, to opposing centers as well. Uh, one of the worst rebounded teams specifically against the center uh, in the league. So Jared Allen double-double in the win. Pacers team total under 107. Cavs first quarter uh, full game winner as well. All of those things I think are in play. And the full game under. If you want to take the under for the full game, 223, I think that's also in play. So a lot of different ways you could play that game. The Warriors in the 76ers game, not a lot on this one. Of course, Steph is out. Uh, Draymond is listed as uh, questionable. Wiggins is still out. The spread in this one opened at seven and a half in favor of the Washington. I mean, in favor of the Philadelphia 76ers. It's moved to eight. Totals uh, at 231 and a half. Want to take a, a look at this game. I do think you probably have to look at Pool because if Pool's not scoring, this team probably, uh, you know, may may lose by 50 points tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think it may be just a throwaway game for Golden State as well. It's going to be interesting to see how this team kind of comes together. Uh, without Steph. I know I saw a stat that said that their offensive rating with Steph on the floor was like 119 this season, and then without him, it was 99. So you're going to have to overcome that somehow. Steve Kerr probably in the lab right now trying to figure that out. So not a lot on this game. One more game I wanted to talk about real quick because I'm already at the 21-minute mark. Um, Nets in the Raptors game is going to be interesting. Nets opened at one point uh, as one-point favorites. I think that line has moved to two. Uh, Blazers, uh, I'm sorry, the Raptors just can't seem to beat the Nets. I think they're 0-3 against them this season. They've uh, The Nets have won in Brooklyn um, twice. They've won in Toronto once. Raptors coming off the loss against the Kings. So I'll talk about the game a little bit more a little, a little later. <clears throat> Kings and the Bulls rematch. Y'all know I don't, I, I stay away from the from the Bulls Bulls games. I don't, I don't like the Bulls. <laughs> I do not play the Bulls games. Uh, Timberwolves and the uh, Thunder, a game I wanted to talk about, but I'll wait till we get the injury news. We got Rudy Gobert listed as questionable. D'Lo listed as questionable. The Thunder actually laying a half a point, uh, a point and a half at the crib, which is not a spot you typically want to take them in. You don't want to take them as a favorite, but uh, this team on the opposite side is they're, they're depleted right now, man. D'Lo, uh, like I said, questionable. Rudy Gobert, questionable. You kind of need those guys to, to play. And if you got some inside information, Knowing that those guys will be in, I do think you hop on them because uh, Timberwolves just lost to the Thunder. I think it was two weeks ago. So I could see them trying to get some revenge uh, as long as Anthony Edwards got a little help in this one. So that's what I got for you guys. That last game I wanted to talk about, though, I want to talk about this Blazers and the Mavs game. I think this is going to be a very interesting game. Uh, got got a bet in my bet slip that I haven't placed yet <laughs> um, for this game. So looking at this game. Uh, Eubanks and Hart are both listed as question, uh, both listed as probable. Josh Green for the Mavs and uh, Davis Bertans. Well, Josh Green is out. Davis Bertans is listed as questionable. So looking at this game, man, you look at the Blazers. This team is on a, they're on a heater right now. This team is smoking. They're seven and six straight up, <clears throat> and eleven and four against the spread on the road this season. Uh, they typically play a lot better on the road, but specifically with Damon, this team is six and zero against the spread on the road. Uh, I think that's interesting to note. They've won five of their last six and have covered six of their uh, their last six games overall as well. They're nine and four against the spread as an away dog this season. Four no with Dame. They're eight and five to the under, but only two and two to the over under with Dame as well. I was trying to get a, get there on the under, especially with the Mavs playing on the second night of a back to back tomorrow. I couldn't get there, but continuing on, thirteen and five. I'm talking about the the Portland Trailblazers specifically. Thirteen and five. 13-5 and 1 against the spread versus the West. 9 and 2 against the spread versus the West with Dame. Four straight covers, 8-2 and 1 to the over 
we see money kind of come in on the over. I think the over is the right play in this game. I also think that the Blazers catching three and a half points is the right play in this game as well. This Blazers team is eight offensively last two weeks on the road. They're 4-0 uh, to the over in their last four games. Offense has been on fire. Dame, uh, you know, 11, 11 threes, one game. They get the Spurs, smack the Spurs up when we, right when we think the Spurs are starting to play some defense. Nope, they're not. Uh, beat the Timberwolves, uh, you know, back-to-back games in, in Portland last week as well. Their defense is taking a step back. They're 25th defensively last two weeks on the road, which hence probably why you see, start to see some of the money coming in towards the over. Um, which, like I said, I think the over is the right play in this game. I'm upset that I didn't get the number, uh, you know, at the, at the best number, so I'm probably not going to play the total. On the opposite side, this Mavs team, first game of a home road back-to-back, I kind of mentioned that. They go two the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow, a uh, quick revenge game for them tomorrow. This Mavs team, they're just 3-10, and 3-10-1 and one against the spread as a home favorite. They failed to cover two of their last three as a home favorite as well. Also just 3-7 and seven ATS uh, versus the West as a home favorite. 3-12-1 against the spread last 16 games following an ATS loss. You start to look at their offense, their 20th offensively last two weeks at home, 16th defensively last two weeks at home. So right in the middle of the pack for, you know, both of those. Offense, you would like to have a little bit more. Um, 20th net rating last two weeks uh, at home. They're only a plus 1.9. So for me, all signs kind of lean towards the Blazers, man. Even if the Dallas Mavericks win this game, I see it being a very tight game. I see it I see it being, you know, maybe a, a, definitely a one-possession game if the Blazers don't win this game. But it seems like a winnable game for the Blazers. Um, plus the three and a half is the only way I could look. I got that in my best slip right now. Look to the over. I kind of talked about that already. The Blazers are playing at the fifth slowest pace, uh, but they're eighth offensively, right? And I just kind of talked about Dallas, 20th offensively. And the Mavs, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Portland Trail Blazers, 8-2-1 to, uh, to the over um, versus the West this season with Dame in. Uh, they, they've, they've been filling it up, man. They got a bunch of scores. Uh, they play defense. Their defense typically leads to quick offense. So, Blazers plus the three and a half and the over is how I look at this game, man. Nuggets and the Lakers, definitely want to touch on that one later. Uh, total at 237 and a half, and I think it still could go over. I'd also be looking at AD points and rebounds. Lakers play well against teams that don't play defense. We know that this Nuggets team, defense is optional for them. They, they just gave up, you know, close to 140 points to the Wizards without Bradley Bill and without Porzingis. So, so yeah, I would, I'd be looking towards the over in that game. Uh, I think 80 points are 80 points plus rebounds definitely in play. The Nuggets don't have a big body that can, that can contend with him. The Lakers also already beat the Nuggets, um, but I'm not taking the Lakers in a, in a short point spread, maybe first half, uh, but, but you know, second half, that offense gets real stagnant. They start standing around, can't trust them in the second half. So maybe a look towards the Lakers, uh, you know, maybe early AD points plus rebounds is something that I like to kind of wrap the show up, going back over what I talked about already. What I tell you guys that I have written down in my in my notes and the only bet that I placed was the, the Cleveland Cavaliers first quarter full game uh, winner. So first quarter winner, full game winner uh, put together. It was a minus 130. I did play that. That's a that was a one unit play for me. But also what I had written down in my notes and what I kind of talked to you guys about already Pacers first quarter team total under. I think that's a way you could play that game. The full game under the 223 is a way you could play that game. The the Pacers team total one under 107 and a half uh for the full game. Also a way you could play that game. Jared Allen double double. 
uh, is a way you could play that game. Double double in the win. Take his over ten and a half rebounds. Um, and then the Blazers, man, I really like the Blazers in this spot plus the three and a half. I do think that the over is probably in play as well. Uh, a lot of injury news we're waiting for in the, uh, you know in these other games, but uh, that's the way I'd be looking today, man. Uh, like I said. Uh, Elon Musk then shut down Twitter. So he just shut down Twitter spaces. So uh, we'll figure out how uh, y'all make sure y'all tuned in. And if you if if you somehow found me through YouTube and not through Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Crispy Captain. That's two P's and two N's. I'll let you guys know. I will communicate how I'll be, uh, you know, doing the show later today because I do want to, you know, still kind of keep everybody in, man. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's what I got for you guys today, man. Best of luck to you guys. As always, in the show the same way I always do. None of this is financial consultation. It's theory, it's logic, it's trends, SDQL, uh, eye test, all of those good things. Bet with your head and not over it. Be sure to tune back in because I'm still doing a show at 515. We just got to figure out how we're doing it without the Twitter spaces. Best of luck to you guys today, man. I'm out.